You know, I believe it was Yogi Berra who first said predictions are hard, especially when you're talking about the future. Well, fortunately, we have Steve Hewitt with us today, the editor-in-chief of Christian Computing Magazine, and he has a track record of making accurate predictions about the future of technology. You did your What's Hot class again this year at ISC, so what is hot in 2012? One of the things probably the most hottest in 2012 is, of course, the new operating system for Apple just came out. The iOS has a lot of neat new features, and, of course, anything in the area of mobile computing and tablets. That's just the direction we're going. Steve, you've been talking about the desktop going down and the tablet coming up for the last few years, but you actually mentioned a year this time. This year I actually gave a date, and that that's because it was actually... Um, given by other people, PC World and Computer World, different magazines. It seems everybody's picking 2014. They're saying that that's the year you're really going to notice the, that the PC is is really declining. But the fact of the matter is you can tell it's declining based upon sales. People are buying more smartphones and tablets than they are buying PCs or notebooks. And basically the software. There's just no software available for PCs or, or notebook computers where there's 50 million people programming apps for the iPhone and for Android tablets and phones. You also talked in your class about Siri being improved and it's going to show up in some unusual places we not might not think about. Why don't you tell us about that? Basically Siri is an intuitive voice uh, service. So you can ask it questions, you can have it, uh, you can speak a text, you can have it uh, automatically call somebody for you, you can ask for history of, of something, or you can ask for directions for something. It's very intuitive voice search, sort of like the old days of Star Trek when they just talked to a computer. And Apple has just cut a deal with Honda, General Motors, uh, just a bunch of the auto dealers to start including Siri in the car. So we'll actually have the ability as we're driving to carry on a conversation with a computer ask questions, get history, have them send a voice message or text message. It's going to be really interesting and change the way we're driving. You mentioned a number of things under the listing cool stuff in your What's Hot class this year. Why don't you tell us about the cool stuff that's coming up soon? There's a lot of cool stuff, just kind of fun stuff that's happening. You know, um, uh, Intel is working with the cable companies trying to provide a new way in which we watch TV so that instead of having 500 channels, it'll actually start customizing the TV programs that you really like based upon what you've been watching and based upon a lot of criteria, where you live, what you do for a living, maybe who your friends are on Facebook or who, you, who follows you on Twitter. And then they're going to use facial recognition sort of to try to watch you when you watch programs and you see commercials to see which commercials you like, which commercials you pay attention to, and actually start customizing advertising. It'll be interesting to see that happen. Some of the stuff that is coming up for sure is, uh, and maybe by next year we're going to start seeing the first uh, dentist offices that are totally painless because they no longer have to shoot you with Novocaine and they don't have to drill your teeth anymore because there's a new technology that's coming out called uh, Blue Flame. And basically, it actually eats away all the bad part of your tooth, leaves every bit of the good part. It's totally painless. So you just go to a dentist, you have a cavity, they would hold that little device over it. It feels like a little bit of a cool air blast for a second, and they fill your tooth, and you get to walk out without your numb face and all that Novocaine. And the same thing in glasses. There's a, we're about to change the way we do glasses. This might take a year or two, because I think the cost is, is a little bit prohibitive, but the idea of having lenses 
the, the new lenses that are coming out are have liquid glass crystals inside of them, and they're actually controlled by a micro mini computer within the frame of the glasses. So that if you have distance glasses and then you have to have reading glasses, as you look down, a little electronic gyroscope will actually change the lenses so your glasses then become reading glasses. You look back up, they become distance glasses. The good news is that one charge lasts for about three days, and the future is going to be that when you go get new a new prescription, you need to have a new prescription to your glasses. You don't have to buy new glasses. If your glasses are still in good shape, they just reprogram for your prescription. So it may mean if your if your eyes change, you'll be able to get a prescription faster and a whole lot cheaper. There was also a list you had of not cool stuff. Let's hear, let's hear about that too. Well, some of the stuff that I don't think is probably in the not cool area is uh, Facebook's announced they're going to start doing a new program to allow 13-year-olds and under use Facebook. And I'm not really concerned about predators and stuff like that. I'm just concerned about the fact that of children getting that involved in social networking that early instead of really developing the opportunity to make recognition and communication in real life as opposed to everybody sitting in front of a computer. So I wish Facebook wasn't doing it, but that's going to happen. Um, someone in the class has mentioned back BlackBerry, and the bad news is BlackBerry is really dead. I mean, they've really lost the whole market on uh, the smartphones, and they were one of the leaders. That's sort of that's sort of sad. I remember last year when we talked to you, you did a little preaching, and I believe it was about uh, the government not being caught up with uh, some of the privacy invasion things. You also did a little preaching this year, and it was under the category really not cool. Yeah, every year, I guess, I, I got a burn or my saddle about something. So this year, my, my preaching moment was, and it is related to technology, is Google's autocomplete. There's nothing wrong with Google's autocomplete. It's sort of the response you get. Uh, the way Google autocomplete works is you start typing in something you're searching for like I want coupons for and it would give you the top searches like I want coupons for Applebee's or Best Buy whatever the most people have searched for it try to help you figure out what other people have searched for and that that's a good thing except if you type in why are Christians so if you stop right there, autocomplete is going to tell you the top three searches for what people have searched for about Christians, and it's not good. The number one search is, why are Christians so mean? Number two is, why are Christians so annoying? And third is, why are Christians so crazy? And if you go through the alphabet, you type in, why are Christians so, and you just put the letter D, it's going to say divided, um, you know, d d discouraging. It's just really a, a long list of negative adjectives. The good news is if you put why are Christians so L, it's going to say the number one is loving. So we've got that one going. But it's a real, um, it's an unbiased, unintentional opportunity for Christians to look at what the world sees when they see Christians. And it's a, it's a wake-up call for us. Well, Steve, we really appreciate you coming to the Shelby Conference every year. Your class is always so popular, and people get a lot out of it. And you're really helping churches move in the direction that they need to move to keep up with technology. So thanks for coming, and we look forward to seeing you again in 2013 in Dallas, Texas.